Today is the 21st anniversary of the Sabaro uh, terrorist attack, the suicide bombing that took place at the Sabaro restaurant, the pizzeria in downtown Jerusalem, the 9th of August, 2001. 15 civilians were killed, over 130 people injured. Among the victims, Malky Roth, whose father, Arnold Roth, is with us live via telephone on this on this day uh, that we commemorate 21 years since that horrific terrorist attack in Jerusalem. Arnold Roth, an honor to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Nice to your voice, Martin. Thank you for having me here. Um, well, let's start with what do you remember about that day? Can you uh, describe especially for the younger people out there who don't remember the episode, just how horrific a terrorist bombing the Sabaro bombing was. Well, since uh, we weren't there, Naki died with her best friend, but not uh, with anyone else from the family. I can only say what it was like at the other end of the phone because uh, my wife called me at 2 o'clock that very hot Thursday afternoon and said there's been a terrible attack and she can't find the children and it was uh, it was black and darker and darker from then for the next 12 hours. We didn't find Malki until 12 hours later, 2 o'clock in the morning. And uh, and when we found her, my son's found her, uh, she'd been dead for many hours. Uh, the events of 21 years ago are uh, really etched in our brains. It's not the day that we go uh, to the uh, cemetery uh, or say Kaddish because we do that on Chafav, which is next uh, Wednesday next week. But it's the day that we try to remind people of how catastrophically the after effects have been handled by the various uh, public authorities. Marty was an American citizen, unlike me, but like her mother and her siblings. And we asked the American government to go after the ringleader uh, all the way back in 2012, just after she was freed in the Gilad Shalit deal. And here we are. 2022, and that woman, who is America's most wanted fugitive, who is female, most wanted American female fugitive, is free living the life of a celebrity in Jordan because, A, Jordan thinks the world of her, and B, America does not want to mess with Jordan, which is a country totally dependent on the United States. Because of Israel's relationship with Jordan, which often is painted as warm or cordial or diplomatic, is there any hope that the Israelis can uh, achieve some justice from the Jordanians? It's an important issue that you've raised, and you've only promised me two and a half hours on the phone now, and I don't think that's enough for me to really explain the ins and outs of it. What I'll say to keep it in to 30 seconds is Israel can block us. Israel can't make this happen. Uh, Israel does not have a warm relationship with Jordan. It may never have a warm relationship with Jordan, but I, I believe that America, that, that Israel and the Jordanian king and the Hashemite palace have a warm understanding of some kind. None of that should be a reason to brush justice and the life of my daughter and the other 15 victims, a total of 16, under the rug. That's just unthinkable. 
Arnold Roth is with us. We're talking about 21 years ago today on the 9th of August, the Jerusalem Sabaro bombing. By the way, he is going to be featured tomorrow at 12 noon Eastern time discussing this horrific terrorist attack uh, on a website entitled emetonline.org. Again, that's emet, E-M-E-T, online.org. Uh, it's tomorrow, Wednesday, August the 10th at 12 noon Eastern time if you want to hear more uh, on a webinar about the Jerusalem Sabaro bombing. Um, I wonder about your perspective, uh, Arnold. Um, those of us who remember the Sabaro bombing uh, can certainly point to it as a a turning point, a significant event, uh, an attack that really started to... Um, uh, catch the attention of uh, Israeli officials and the free world. I know that's not comforting at all for you and your family, obviously. Uh, but do you look at that episode as an important historical turning point in terms of the war on terror? I think you're right, Nathan. Uh Naturally, my perspective is entirely rooted in the very intimate nature of losing a child. There's nothing that I want to talk about to a large audience that is very meaningful about what that does to you and to your family. But in the larger sense, you're absolutely right. The Sabaro massacre, which is what it was, alerted a lot of Israelis, perhaps for the first time, that there is something so malevolent, so ugly, in the confrontation we have with the people who are all around us that it calls for a different approach. And uh, since we're both old enough to remember how that different approach played itself out in the two or three years after the Sabara massacre, um, we don't really need to go into the details other than that extreme force was needed in order to safeguard the Israeli population. If I talk about it from a more personal perspective, I would say that the real bitterness, the awful pain uh, it's something that has never gone away, but is, the right word is ameliorated. In other words, it's made a little gentler by the fact that Noki was a Baalat Chesed. And for those who don't speak enough Hebrew on this uh, program today, she did wonderful things all her life. Uh, she was doing them right up until the day that her life ended. She was 15. We created a foundation, and the good work that's done by the Malki Foundation, which is easily found on the internet. The Muslim Foundation carries on the goodness. And the contrast between the life of Malki and the hideousness that characterizes the life of the woman who's now America's most wanted female fugitive is very great. Uh, there are people who, in their stupidity, journalists mostly, have said, oh, yes, this is two sides of the same coin. I've literally been told that several times by prominent journalists. It's nonsense. Malki and the murderer have no resemblance to each other, and the good that's done really every day by the charity in her name, helping families like my own family with a very disabled child, to care for that child, that means the world of difference. We're on the good side, and we shouldn't be ashamed to ever say that. The Malki yeah. Foundation proves that. Malki is alive in a certain sense, and her... Uh her uh, terrorist leader that was responsible for the attack, in, in fact, is dead to us, and we hope that, in fact, um, achieves and gains the justice that she deserves. Obviously, she's still alive, but in terms of uh, humanity, uh, her soul is you, quite... You put that the right way. Yeah, her soul is quite dead. 
Arnold Roth is with us, father of 15-year-old Malky Roth, a bombing victim 21 years ago today, the Jerusalem Sabaro bombing that many of us certainly remember. <clears throat> uh, you, you told us about the effort, mostly with the American government, it sounds like, uh, regarding uh, trying to uh, bring the perpetrator, the mastermind behind this uh, attack uh, to justice, who now is in Jordan, as you described. Are there other legal um, uh, um, uh, things that are going on? Often we hear when it comes to terror attacks that certain governments are being sued, entities are being sued, obviously symbolically very often because no money is going to end up being exchanged or handed over, but you get my point. Are, are there other legal efforts going on, or this is the one that you're concentrating on all this time? We are in an almost uniquely powerful position. They don't get better than this. Uh, the FBI and the Department of Justice have been sitting on this case now since 2012, 2012, more than 10 years. And it doesn't get stronger than this. This is a case that just needs the accused to be in court, and that's the whole problem. But to just indicate how incredibly frustrating the situation that we're in is, despite what I've just said, we wrote a letter to President Joseph Biden, who's the leader of the United States, as you may know, when he arrived here in Jerusalem about uh, four weeks ago, four or five weeks ago. The letter was delivered to him personally in the Oval Office, and it took 24 hours for the White House to come back with a response to our request, which was, please, Mr. Biden, you ignored our letter to you in the Wall Street Journal last year when you sat down with the Jordanian king. Don't ignore us now. You're coming to Jerusalem. We can walk over to you because we live right near your hotel. Please meet with us. And the response that we got was, actually, we got none. The response was delivered to Associated Press here in Israel. And the response was, and I'm quoting, there will be no response to the rocks. Huh. Now, if anybody's listening to this and isn't shocked, then they must be made of rock because there's something so perverse about the way this has gone. We're not threatening the United States. We don't want a postage stamp in our daughter's memory. We're certainly not looking for money and we're not looking for fame. And the President of the United States says, we will not be responding to you. There are other families, obviously, some of them well known, unfortunately, because of this uh, infamous act. Um, who were uh, who who have suffered over the years from their family members being victims? Now I understand they're obviously not United States citizens. In fact, I think there was only one other U.S. citizen among the victims. Does that uh, uh, prevent them for fi uh, from fighting for justice? Are are they involved? Do you know if other families are involved in this effort on other fronts? Yeah, so you put your finger right on it. I'll say it as briefly as I can, and it'll be brief. The only Americans have this leverage. I'm obviously not an American, but Malky was, and Fremont and our children are. And uh, only the Americans can do it. There's one other family who lost a child, actually murdered. She was a woman pregnant with her first child. A terrible, terrible tragedy at the personal level. And there's another woman who has been in a vegetative state from that day until today. She's also an American. But many Israeli families, many of whom are friends of ours, have no leverage. They do not have the ability that we do, and therefore, it's not only something that we're driven by a passion to see done, we have a tremendous responsibility, because if we don't succeed, if we don't take these measures, this monster is going to die in her own bed as an old woman. And that's unthinkable. And I also want to remind people that there are uh, a couple of survivors of this attack uh, who lost both parents and three siblings in the attack. And not that one situation is better or worse than others. Uh, it's just that uh, you certainly recall 
that as high profile as um, uh, as this terrorist attack was, the fact that five family members were taken in the same attack certainly got some international attention. So just one brief word about that. You're speaking of the Chavis Kuda family. Right. And though we hadn't coordinated with them and don't, and we respect their privacy, we've tried to get the government of the Netherlands, which is where their citizenship comes, right. to take a stand, and they've uh, ignored all of this. So we, we thank all of the parties uh, to be thanked for the fact that the United States responded to us. But the response has been from the Department of Justice and from the FBI. And to understand what the State Department have done all these years, um, and I'm not stupid or a lack of, I don't like words, but to understand what they've done and what the White House has done through three administrations, which is they've done nothing, is to me just incomprehensible. Yeah, understood. We should mention that the Malki Foundation can be found online at KarenMalki.org. That's Karen, K-E-R-E-N, Malki, M-A-L-K-I.org. And it would be fitting on this uh, 21st anniversary on the secular calendar of the Sabaro bombing uh, on this August 9th, the day that uh, Malki and so many others uh, were killed by the, uh, by the enemy. Uh, it would be fitting to make a donation. Those of you who'd like to, there is a Donate Now button at the very top right of the page. Go to Karen Malki, that's M-A-L-K-I, KarenMalki.org, and you can help commemorate the memory of a beautiful life of Malki Roth, who was born in 1985 and was murdered in 2001 in the center of Jerusalem. I'm assuming, Arnold Roth, that the presentation tomorrow with Emmet Online will be similar to this one, meaning you'll discuss uh, both the episode itself and the legal efforts that have been going on since then. Um, absolutely not. On that. Uh, look, the Emmet uh, organization has been really, really good to us over a long period of time, and I plan to actually drill down into some of the um, failures. The failures of uh, American Jewish leadership, has to be said, uh, that have gotten us into the situation where, and I don't want to make it sound too dramatic, but from it and I are really on our own. Uh, no one is going to convince me, and I don't think anybody believes, that we're nuts or driven by hatred or starting to mouth crazies. But if you look at the way people, in, people who have real leadership and leverage in the Jewish world in the United States, have kept their distance from the issue or come up and given us a pat on the back and then say nothing, then you'll understand why tomorrow when I'm speaking to the Emmet workshop, I do plan to go into the details. And Nachum, I just want to tell you that if you want me to do this on some future occasion, you just need to say the word. This is not the first time I've been on your program. And each time I come away thinking what a fine guy you are and I wish you had a program was run from Jerusalem, and maybe we can set that up. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because of circumstances that have happened uh, here in recent months. Uh, we're actually considering uh, setting up an official Jerusalem operation, whether I'm there full-time or not, but that's for a different day. By the way, Arnold, and, and, and this is not to excuse anybody. Uh, from any responsibility, American Jewish leadership. I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm on the same page as you are when it comes to uh, a response to episodes like this. But do you think that historically, because the Sabaro bombing was, you know, in the middle of such a spate of terror, uh, that that somehow uh, that period of time numbed 
Jewish leadership to what was going on? Because I, I don't have it in front of me, but I can only imagine if we would put together a list of what was going on in Jerusalem and other parts of Israel in 2000, 2001, 2002. It was almost an endless cycle of terror. Do you think that that atmosphere created a a, a, a numbing of Jewish leadership to these things? It's a good uh, theory. I, I, I reject it out of hand. Um, everything that's gone wrong has basically gone wrong from the time that the Shalit deal was done in 2011. Right. And that wasn't a function of numbing. That was a function of people with their priorities in the wrong place. Uh, there are some really immutable values, values that nobody should ever try to change in Jewish life. And come to that in American life as well, because on this, the, the value systems somewhat overlap. What was done at the time of the Shalit deal and has been done since then has really been unforgivable. And that's been prioritizing the doing of political deals over simple elemental justice and the un, unlimited priority of saving human lives. Again, if, we, if we've got two and a half hours, and I'm hoping you'll find a spare two and a half hours one of these weeks, I'll happily go into the discussion and you'll spread your views and I'll spread mine. But nothing will change me from my anger and disappointment at the way so many parties, certainly in Israel, I'm not trying to hide things, although I'm an Israeli citizen and a Zionist and I'm not about to bucket the Israeli government in public, um, but so many Jewish leaders who say, yes, 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 we're with you, we're with you, we're with you. Oh, but you, know, you have to remember that King Abdullah, that's where they lose me. There's something really, really, something's gotten lost here. King Abdullah is a really serious issue. And justice is a really serious issue. Please, ladies and gentlemen of the American Jewish leadership, don't get confused and think that King Abdullah trumps justice. In fact, he doesn't trump anything. And uh, I've written myself several times sometimes with the American, uh, the Anti-Defamation League, sometimes on my own, about the really serious problems that Jewish interests have in Jordan. There are people who say it's the world's finest country. It has the most democratic society and uh, all the children have curly hair. But these are nonsense statements, uh, and, and they come very close to the ones that are actually being made. Jordan is a highly problematic country to the Jordanians. It's an even more problematic country for us. Israelis like to say it's our longest border and having all of those Jordanian soldiers along the border with their guns pointed at their own people, which is what you hear all the time here, is a real consideration. So what are you going to do? If that's the case, what do you do with justice? Right. What do you do with dead Jewish children who are being celebrated, literally celebrated, in Jordan today? 9th of August in Jordan, if you look through the internet, uh, uh, Uncle Google will translate Arabic into English for most people most of the time. You can read it for yourselves. Are celebrating the deaths, celebrating the murders. This woman is a hero. There's no reason why we need to get a hand to this. This is a disaster from every point of view. For those of you just tuning in, just to, in context or for context, the um, the murderer, the perpetrator, the mastermind behind the Sabaro uh, bombing the pizzeria bombing in Jerusalem uh, 21 years ago today is now living freely in Jordan and is enjoying celebrity status for her attitude toward and her actions against Jewish children. Keep that in mind. Uh, I remind everybody that Karen Malki is a uh, worthwhile cause to support. You can go to the website, karenmalki.org, K-E-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I. The Malki Foundation is, of course, Named for Malky Roth, 
murdered 21 years ago today with many others, uh, August the 9th of uh, 2001, with many others in the Sabaro pizzeria bombing in the center of Jerusalem. Arnold Roth, um, continued success on this uh, pursuit of justice. I don't know what else to say on this secular anniversary and the upcoming yard site. Uh, I just hope your family gets some comfort from knowing that there are some people who care uh, about uh, Malki's memory and uh, and bringing her perpetrators to justice. I really appreciate hearing that. Thank you, Nahum. Arnold Roth, uh, tomorrow you can catch uh, likely even more details about all of this if you go to uh, emmetonline.org, emmet, E-M-E-T, online.org. Arnold Roth will be addressing all of this in a webinar tomorrow, Wednesday, starting at 12 noon Eastern time. You can check it out on the web. And again, the Karen Malki uh, website, K-E-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I.org. There's a Donate Now button on the top right of the page, certainly worthy on this anniversary or the Hebrew anniversary uh, to commemorate Malky's memory. More coming up. You're listening to a uh, Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM.